0: The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the Biblical Five-Point Covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling.
1: job big shot gangster putting together crew i'm a driver and i'm a flyer i waited a long time for a shot like this what do you think well what do you know you got a line on a ship
0: yeah i know a guy he's the best smuggler around
1: i heard a story about you i was wondering if it's true everything
0: you've heard about me is true L3! Let's go with a mean man's face. Come hey, with these guys.
2: If you come with us, you're in this life for good.
1: You might want to. Buckle up, baby. Hello and welcome to this week's exciting edition of the Worldview Media Podcast. We are coming to you live from a futuristic space train that will almost certainly become a ride at Disney shortly. (laughs) It's from the movie Solo. That's what we're here to talk about is Solo.
3: Solo.
1: I'm your host, Gordon Runyon, and with me is the whole entire... Veritable worldview media podcast.
4: Veritable,
1: Veritable. crew. Verifiable?
4: <laughs> Certifiable.
1: They are lovely. They are illustrious. They are my co hosts. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Murder, arson, and jaywalking. To
1: my right is my wife Joyce. Hello. Hello. Next to her is the. Uh, oldest fruit of my loins. That's a
2: weird...
1: <laughs> Did that gross you out? A little bit. <laughs> this is Carmen. Hello. No. <laughs> next to her is Jordan.
2: Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and finally, on the tail end is Regan. Hi. We're here to talk about Solo. <laughs> This is the newest edition of the Star Wars franchise, Mm -hmm. which puts out as many movies as Marvel. Uh,
3: Well... I don't think so. I don't think so. I think or less more prolific. Mm.
1: And this movie, Solo, is the origin story, the backstory for... Chewbacca. Chewbacca Mm -hmm. and... He's Han Lando
3: Calrissian. <laughs> his weird hairless pet. His weird hairless
2: pet. Han.
1: And here we get to see how Han Solo became Han Solo.
3: Yeah. Literally.
1: Solo, Solo isn't even his real name.
4: Yeah. Who knew?
1: It's like a stage name.
4: It is kind of. I knew that was supposed to be a thing in this movie, but everybody was like, oh my gosh, they're blah, gonna... Blah, blah. But I like the way that they did it. I was like, yeah, yeah what? Yeah, the, there was a thing out at the beginning when all the promotional stuff was coming out. Everybody's been raising a stink about this movie anyway, but they're like, oh, Han Solo isn't even his real name, and they're like, oh, no, you can't have him be named something else, and you're gonna have him change his name to Han Solo, and it's just gonna suck, and terrible movie, and all that. But it really wasn't like that at all.
1: So. Aren't they saying that too, just because he's not Harrison Ford?
4: I think, yeah. Action?
1: I actually didn't have an issue with it. I feel like I was in that first generation that watched the first Star Wars movie several times. And yeah. And it changed my whole life. And <laughs> so I feel like I have as much right as anybody to be upset if, if he's not a good Han Solo. But I didn't have any issue with him. I felt like he was good.
2: Yeah, I thought so too. I really thought, and I have said this before in non-podcasting situations that i really thought that he uh he certain lines would he, he would deliver them really in a harrison ford kind of way and he had a lot of harrison ford kind of mannerisms that he had obviously worked studied yeah. and, and worked to try to be as like this original character as the he mannerisms could be. of
5: harrison
4: ford and the voice and face?
5: <laughs> <No. laughs> You're wrong.
4: Just the voice of Leonardo DiCaprio. He doesn't sound like Leonardo DiCaprio. He does.
5: <laughs> I promise you. Reagan's
4: just a little preoccupied.
5: <laughs> no, I promise. <laughs> Do
4: he you think looks he exactly like him. He doesn't look exactly
5: like him. He In has that.
4: He has a face. So <laughs> a face. Got some eyes. eyes. Got some hair. <laughs> he just has the voice.
1: Well, so I felt like the new crop of actors did a did just fine portraying these roles the guy yeah. that played Lando Calrissian
2: I thought he was a real standout for how good he was at being like the original Donald, Lando
4: Donald uh, Glover
1: yeah is his name
2: I thought he did a great job he was just like that other the, the real Lando
1: he strikes me as being as pleasant a surprise for what he was doing as like Zachary Quinto was in the first yeah. Star Trek
2: I can see, I can see that yeah
1: where you just thought, oh, he's gonna he he ruin Spock.
4: Well, I was, I was actually excited to see him in this role. Uh, I've seen Donald Glover in other stuff, and he's always kind of in the background, but he is—he's got the same kind of like very easy sort of charm and charisma that you see him just kind of unleash in this movie. So when I heard he was land, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's a good one.
1: All right, let's talk about this movie just a little bit. Just in broad strokes, it turns out that Han Solo was raised on a shipbuilding planet that was kind of ruled by a lot of crime cartels. Mm -hmm. And he basically lived the life of, like, Oliver Twist. (laughs) Yeah. Where he's raised in the middle of one of these cartels, falls in love with a girl that's being raised the same way in the same cartel. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the story goes: they made a daring attempt at escape. Well, Han Solo made it made it out, to his chagrin, and the girl that he loved was caught behind. And he spent all of his time after that trying to find a way back to her. Yeah. Only when he does finally meet up with her after he's had some adventures by this time, trying to earn enough money through theft and piracy basically Mm -hmm. to buy his own ship when he finally does meet up with her it turns out that she's kind of done what she felt like she needed to do to survive it was a really rough place and Mm -hmm. just survival is kind of a big deal and and victory And, and she's actually ascended to the point where she's a chief lieutenant of a really major crime boss and then they get into they have to work together on a mission to really make a big score for the big crime boss. And yeah Things break down from there, and it all turns into riotous fun. Yeah,
2: hilarity ensues.
1: Right. I think for me, I thought it was it it kind of had all the brains of a of a roller coaster. Which is not... And I don't mean that as an insult. I don't think it's necessarily wrong to make a movie that's fairly brainless and just meant to be summer fun. Yeah, Yeah. a
2: little lighthearted. And an exciting
1: kind of thrill ride. And so I think for what it was, I walked into the movie having seen a lot of bad reviews and seeing that it's kind of bombing at the box office. Yeah. and, And where we saw it, it was playing with... Avengers Infinity War at the same time and the yeah. Avengers was sold out you couldn't get in and uh Solo the theater was like half full you know <laughs> there are plenty of seats if you wanted to go see it
2: yeah and, and I felt like
1: that was kind of a Infinity bad rap
2: a yeah that's true
1: we're gonna we're gonna podcast about Infinity Wars next the Avengers but i I've heard a couple of you say you think you like Solo better and
3: uh, well, for different reasons I'm yeah
1: sure. <laughs> but I and I don't think I can I can't really <laughs> hate on that too much this as much as I despised Rogue One, I thought it was a
3: unnecessary
1: It was an unnecessary <laughs> unnecessary thing that looked purely made not because they had a story to tell but because they thought there was money to be made. Mm. Well,
3: but they did also
1: tell a story. Yeah, but it was not good and it, it was Because
4: everybody died.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't terribly compelling, <laughs> you know. But as much as I was I disappointed I by that back. one, I felt like solo went way above my expectations. I thought it was better. Just for what it was and not demanding that it be something more. It was I thought they did a good job for one, of making Han Solo seem like He's just like a an outlaw cowboy out in space. Is yeah. kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, in
3: which the, is what he is. I and mean.
1: <laughs> the gangs that he rode with, they just seemed like train robbers and stuff. Well, literally. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah,
3: they robbed a train.
1: <laughs> and then a mine, a mining facility. So. Oh
3: yeah.
1: So, I felt like that was good. And one thing that I noticed, I. I believe, somebody might correct me, I believe this is the first Star Wars movie ever where no mention at all is made of the Force.
4: Yeah, that's gotta be right.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I don't remember that, that at was all. Something,
4: that was something I'd seen, that this is one of the... And that's one of the detractions that people have made from it, too, is that this Star Wars is supposed to be out of the Force and the Jedi and the Sith, and you don't have any of that in here, and... This is a terrible Star Wars movie.
3: <laughs> they they had a hint of something.
4: Yeah, end, but it's at the so. very
3: end, and he didn't well, really yeah. use the Force. And <laughs> well, who but even was he was. I'm so
4: confused.
3: That's not the way Han is, though. No, He's not it's not. a big not. Force guy, and he, so you know, his movie should have the Force. In it. <laughs> it wouldn't be reflective of him.
4: Maybe the Force is in the movie, and nobody notices because. Because that's it's not... Han Solo and he doesn't care about the Force. I've well, actually and seen... like
2: Han, by the time we see him in the, like, the original movies, he's so far not had any encounter with the Force that is anything worth mentioning to him at that's least right. because he has no reason to believe that it's even a thing. And yeah. so like, why so, would he have an encounter with the Force in this movie years before
4: that? It's yeah. unrelated he... stuff, but there are people that theorize that Han is actually like Force-sensitive. That oh, like, Han is not force sensitive, that, and it's not like like oh, I can use the force and move stuff around and stuff. Not like how Leia is force sensitive or anything like that. But like Han and like Poe and stuff like that, like these really really good pilots that are just you know able to do these sorts of things. They and can't dodge just be stuff. good pilots. Some of the stuff that they do is insane. You know that him right. flying out into this space and no, mist and stuff yeah. and like okay well let's take a random flip this way and we just <laughs> miss a rock you know right. that, that's stuff that there's a reason people don't do that you know so that's and so they're
1: saying maybe the force is moving through him without him maybe knowing. the force yeah.
4: is actually with him mm-hmm. that there's well but that's the whole thing with the star wars
3: empire is that it's everywhere and people yeah if you're aware of it or not it's still it
2: yeah,
4: an there's, there's some people that are able to use it, and there's some people that are able to feel it, and there's some people that it just kind of likes, and Han is just one of those people that the Force just kind of likes. Hmm. Interesting. But like I said, that's unrelated, so...
1: Well, no, that's what we were talking about a little bit. Well, that's interesting. Alright, let's go around and give me your, give me your top take on Solo. <laughs> Mom, you've been designated...
3: Have been pointed out,
1: um, not worldview wise, but just
3: I, in general. I liked it. It may be, it may be one that I would want to get. I don't know if I would have to get it, but it's it's a fun movie. It's fun, and it's true to the characters. And these are a lot of favorite characters that you're seeing. And you know, like with Chewie, yeah, and and of course Han is you know that that lovely scallywag that everybody yeah. thinks is terrific and, you know, the rough guy and and even with Lando and just see how those relationships developed and you can kind of see how they progressed into the, the next movies and even, you know, the grudge between Lando yeah. <laughs> and Han and, and Han, Han. Han. Yeah. from the beginning. So, um, I... I think they took really good care of those characters that people were familiar with, and they didn't mess with them terribly much, which I think is always a big... Um, somebody always wants to tweak the character or change them just a little bit or enhance them and make them better, and I think they just let them be who they are supposed to be, and so that was, that was nice.
1: Yeah, I agree. Carmen, you got an overall...
4: Uh, I think a lot of people wrote this movie off the moment they heard about it. That, uh, the moment someone said, oh, well, we should have a Han Solo prequel story that everybody's like, ah, you know. <laughs> and I've told you some of the things that people have been upset about. And one of the other things that people, I've seen some people be upset about is the female character, uh, played by Emilia Clark uh, Kira that is like, oh, Han Solo having some girlfriend and stuff like that, and being in love with somebody, that's terrible, and, you know, Han Solo, bah, ba, blah you know, and it's like, okay, sure, he's this big sc- scallywag dude, but everybody has feelings to some point, and it's kind of, you know, they talk about it in the movie that Han Solo is at the core of him, he's a good... He's, the, the, good he's the good guy, you yeah. know? He doesn't want to be the good guy. He doesn't want to be <laughs> yeah. the good guy. He knows it's kind of a, a, to be the a personal boy. issue yeah. that that puts him in a position yeah. of weakness. But um, that's what he is. And, you know, the good guys always fall for the girl.
3: Um, well, I, and even this relationship, I think, kind of flavors how he goes into yeah. the thing with Leia and not really wanting to be serious about... About anything,
4: or commit, or actually say how he feels about it. You know, we see him committed
3: to this one girl, and he he really was going to go back for her, and that was his whole goal and intent. And then to find her at this place where he's not even expecting her to be. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, "Well, hey, you're here. Let's leave. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's over. Yeah, I don't have to do this anymore because you're here." And um, so, when she leaves him and doesn't explain anything. About why she's leaving or
4: what's
3: oh, going
4: on. Spoiler. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, of course she disappears at some point. Somehow You she's gotta a know bear she's the not there yeah. because he goes on she's by never himself. There again. Yeah. Yeah. There's a
5: sequel to the prequel. Yeah. I'm so just saying, you never
4: know. I think, like I said, I think a lot of people wrote this off. I, I understand why you would write it off. When I was little and stuff, I really liked Han Solo a lot. Just and, when you were little. Yeah, all the time. I modeled what's a lot. Yeah, I'm, I've modeled a lot off my personality off of Harrison Ford (laughs) uh, which is kind of terrible as Han Solo Solo and Indiana Jones, just Harrison Ford in general Um, but I really do think this is a good, it's a good movie I think there's some good bones to it, I think there's some good ideas within it, I think it's a good setup for the future and I think you know, if you want to be negative about something without seeing it it's a decent movie, it's a fun movie
2: Yeah.
4: and if you want to, you know if you don't want to go watch it, then I think you're missing out on something. Yeah. And if you want to argue, then come fight me.
3: <laughs> Contact uh-huh. her at Carmen at the Internet.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Carmen uh-huh. at the Internet dot web.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought it was dot, Google. dot you Google. Changed it to dot dot web. I'm international it's a different
4: server. <laughs> it's also dot Google as well, but that's my private email. <laughs> dot web is my fight email. <laughs> Because of okay. the webs? Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Jordan, you got any overall comments here?
2: Uh, I thought it was fun. I, it was, it was probably better than I thought it was going to be, just because, uh, you know, Cause I just mean, saw Rogue
3: One, right? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wait, wait, uh, uh, what am things. I saying? I did see Rogue One, but, um, no, I thought it was, I thought it was fun, I thought it was a good time, uh... I really was impressed with a lot of the acting, and I felt like everybody did a good job being who they were supposed to be. Yeah. And I liked uh, all the different first meetings that we get to see. It was all that was all very fun to yeah. to like just sort of be like, "Oh, look, it's Han Solo, and he's doing his own little thing, and he's just a youngin, and and oh, how crazy!" And yeah. I don't know. It's just it's always skirting on the edge. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good. Uh, summer thing mm-hmm. i also really appreciated i thought it was really cool that when uh stuff that was clearly star wars started happening that was like calling back to the movies and stuff that that's when the music in the background started playing the really iconic star wars yeah. type of music yeah. i thought that was really fun so like by the time it's han and Chewie sitting where they're supposed to be sitting you're like in full star wars music and i was like this is this, this is, is right. <laughs> did you catch this is artistic cinema.
4: <laughs> did you catch with the when he was going and getting recruited to the imperial army. That the recruitment music was the the the. Oh, was the, it? Yeah. That it was the, but like lighter. Yeah, it was lighter. like it was patriotic. patriotic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it
4: was patriotic.
2: Patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help
4: it. Um, it's also, you can try. I can't. So <laughs> find me, <laughs> Internet Wait. at Internet Web. You have my address. Um, mm. But yeah, somebody pointed it out. I heard it and I was like, oh, that's kind of odd. But it's because that—that's uh, the recruitment music for the imperial yeah. offices. It's funny, which yeah. means that. Darth Vader's basically playing, you know, the Star Spangled Banner every time he <laughs> walks into a room. <laughs> Which I thought was funny, but
1: Alright, Reagan, do you got any comments? Um Yeah, but I have
5: to preface that I didn't watch any of the other new Star Wars movies and the last time I saw the originals was like I don't know, it's probably like five. So going in as pretty much just like <laughs> fresh eyes i guess <laughs> um i thought it was a good movie i enjoyed it
2: yeah
5: i didn't think that you needed to like have seen the old ones to enjoy it yeah. i'm sure like you obviously they <laughs> liked it more than i did because they got all these references and you know this foreshadowing stuff which is fun but <laughs>
2: <laughs> not for you i mean,
5: yeah i think that's what they call it um <laughs> Yeah, but I enjoyed it as just a movie to watch yeah. in the summertime. That was well, good.
1: Good. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our break. Oh, wait, oh just yeah. another little note. This another. was directed by Ron Howard, and oh, okay. I
3: think, you know, he just, he just did a really good job, and I think maybe somebody else directing it doesn't do, doesn't turn out the way that this did. So,
1: oh, okay. You
3: know, I think you have to give a nod to the director on that because he's kind of an unexpected director. Yeah. Uh, but he always does a really good job.
1: That's probably true.
4: Yeah. Good
1: job, Ron. All righty. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take our break. We'll be right back. See ya. Bye.
0: The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts,
1: Pray you and you will never be disappointed. I got a really good feeling about this. When do you know how to fly? 190 years old? 190. You look great! Busted. Oh, that's so exciting! Yeah.
4: What wow. wow. well, fun! Hi.
1: Everyone needs to calm down. It's All us, right. Worldview Media Podcast, the most frivolous you. podcast on the Reconstructionist <laughs> Radio Network. Yeah. It's good to know your place. Stay in your lane.
5: Stick to the status quo. Well, we're winning. Sing, this so. you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're, <Hashtag>. we're winning.
4: <laughs> winning. <hashtag. laughs> Yeah, flip them. Hashtag winning.
1: Actually, you know, we joke about it, but the truth is that the kingdom of God really is supposed to be extended into every area of life. And when you look around at the things that upset a lot of people, a lot of Christians about the way the culture is going, Mm -hmm. the culture isn't going that way because they sat around and watched a whole bunch of TED Talks about this is the way we need to go. (laughs)
4: well if that's all they did (laughs) the,
1: the culture is going that way because of stories that they've seen in movies and TV shows it's the power of the narrative and the storytelling that really little by little has changed our culture and my contention is that when the bad guys do that they're doing it with tools that Jesus left for the church to use, and so what we're hoping to do is inspire storytellers and other artists to understand that this kind of art and, and telling of tales is important. That it preaches, and and it preaches in a way that you know the average pastor can't really do. And so here we are. We're talking about. Solo. We all kind of liked the movie. Thought it was pretty decent. Yep. And now in the second half of our podcast, we'd like to talk more thematic things. And can we, like I was just saying, can we spot what is being preached to us in Solo? Please don't hum on the podcast. (laughs)
4: Sorry. And the Star Wars songs.
1: And so that's what we're trying to do. What... What are the themes, or what? I know it is kind of a roller coaster summer action film, and yeah. it—I it, don't get the feeling it has a real huge philosophical agenda behind it. It is a money-making machine, but it still does. I think it still does wind up communicating some morality here and there. <laughs> so, thematic stuff. What you got from Solo?
2: Well, I think in the first part that we just did we already sort of touched on this thing about Han being a good guy and not really wanting to accept that kind of about himself because he knows that being a good guy is gonna end up causing a lot of trouble. <laughs>
5: it's not gonna be it's, it's, cost not, him. It's,
2: it's gonna it's gonna be it would be life would be way easier for him if he wasn't the good guy. If Doesn't... he didn't have to care about other people and and yeah. what happens to them and whether he can help. Because if he didn't care about all that stuff, then he could
3: just walk away, go on his merry yeah. way,
2: and not have to not have to worry. He complains, but he clearly about that does.
4: And in the later movies too, he's like, you're, "You're lucky I'm a nice guy," or something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, the whole Han Solo character does kind of carry throughout the franchise this that idea that you're talking about that carrying and putting yourself out there is risky and dangerous and mm-hmm. will eventually get you run through with a lightsaber on a bridge somewhere.
2: Yeah, it's crazy what happens in life. <laughs> the road
1: being kind to So you know. that thought is there. You did hit on something that in spite of everything, Han Solo really is a good guy in spite of him not even wanting to be at times. The worldview issue is now we know how he was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, from as young as he can remember, he's been trained as a thief and smuggler or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the question kind of becomes, where did this good guy thing come from?
3: Mm-hmm. It's the force. Oh, it's the force. <laughs> the force is like, I like this one.
1: <laughs> well, but I think,
3: uh.
1: I think that the worldview that tells that kind of story is a very Disney worldview that has a very optimistic view of humanity mm-hmm. and just kind of has this idea that good people are born good people. And even if they maybe don't like it, you know, they almost can't help but be good people because it's just, it's in their makeup, it's who they are. So,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, being a good person or learning to love and care about people, that's just kind of innate in this worldview. And Christianly, we would say that there are some times when people are raised in horrific circumstances and then they wind up not being nearly as bad as they could be. Mm -hmm. And we attribute that to the common grace of God, just restraining evil. But generally, as Christians, we think if you're going to train up people, and especially young men, if you're going to train up young men to be heroic young men, that takes some effort. And that's not something that's going to happen accidentally and it's not something that's going to happen in a in a wicked system and so it's almost like han solo's goodness him being a good guy and a hero it's almost a form of rebellion i guess what do you think mom
3: Well, you see a contrast between the two characters, the girl, Kira and Han, and they're both trying to come out of the same situation, and she gets stuck there, and so would she still be the same person had she been able to go through the gate and they'd run off together? Do these people remain the same? Does she change? Um, So I think that's kind of interesting with her having to stay and she makes her own choices and he goes making his choices wanting to go back and help her um it's just yeah all of our choices have
4: consequences yeah well and also thinking it over just you know while you're talking about it that han is i would say the only person that suffers from this naturally good guy thing out of everybody that we meet in this movie <laughs> You know, yeah. that the girl isn't, uh, Lando maybe isn't all that bad, but he's still bad, you know, cheating the cards all the time and the outlaws, and he, yeah, the outlaws that, you know, he hooks up with her bad and betray him. And, you know, and the, um, the rebels that, you know, they end up helping at the end that are, you know, killing people and stuff that they never try and like contact them and be like, Hey, you know, you know. At the very end where they're like, hey, so you need to stop doing this because they're bad guys. You know, they don't ever do that before. So, you know, how many people have they killed instead of trying to, you know, recruit? And then, uh, of course, the bad guy. And then even Chewbacca, like at the beginning, wants to eat him. So (laughs) he He was was hungry. hungry. He He was hungry. I'll give him that. But, you know, if you want to put it like that, then Han's really the only one that suffers from this. This issue, Accidental goodness. yeah. Um, I had I had another thought, but um, I thought it was kind of interesting that the uh, the Beckett character, um, who's kind of serves as Hans' mentor,
1: Woody Harrelson, yeah,
4: Tallahassee. Yeah. Uh, um, the his big lesson that he tries to teach. Is that uh, you can't trust anybody, you know? That yeah. that's his big, you know, thing is that you don't trust anybody. And um, they, he's very uh, kind of uh, unrepentant about a lot of things. That the woman that he's supposedly in love with and stuff dies and he kind of mourns her for... As long as it takes to bury her. Yeah, as long as it takes to bury her. And then he's, he keeps going. And, you know, Han's like, I'm sorry about her. And he's all, yeah, you know. <laughs> Life happens. Life happens. That's how it is, you know. And he's just very uh, kind of dismissive. And, you know, as soon as he can, he sells people out. And he says, oh, I like you, Han. And then throws him to the, the bad guy. Um, and uh, I just think it's interesting that, you know, because Han sees him. He's like, this guy is cool. I want to go follow this guy, you know, but, uh, kind of the difference between them that is that this guy is what Han thinks he's supposed to be, whereas, you know, he can't be that, you know, doesn't yeah. have it in him, doesn't have him in it to be it, you know, and that's, that's almost seen as like a failure in this movie, you know, that's like, oh, if you'd just been able to, to do it. <laughs> You could have had so much more. Could have had it all. Oh, that was the other thing. The girl, we were talking about the girl, that she, you know, makes her own choices and stuff like that. That she's also super unrepentant about any of this as well. You know, that she doesn't want to tell him all the stuff that she's done. You know, yeah. because then he's not going to look at her the same way. Not that, you know, she's a terrible well, maybe. person. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know. then That she's all, oh, I, I just, I don't want you to look at me differently. And then, you know, at the end where they have the ship and they have the money and they can go... That she says, okay, go ahead, and I'll be right there. And then she immediately goes and calls the bad guys and, like, hey, so I'm in charge now. <laughs> just leaves him, you know, that that's... So it's not just that she's doing what she has to do to survive to get back to him. It's that she's decided that she's... Well, she's made her choices. Yeah. And,
3: like I said, those have consequences, mm-hmm. and she knows what they are should she change her mind. Yeah.
1: Well, she had a line that you thought had worldview significance.
3: Yeah.
1: What was the line? She just came right out and said something that was kind of philosophical.
4: Who do you serve? Everybody serves somebody. Everybody serves someone.
1: Shades of Bob Dylan. (laughs) Well, and of course, we believe that's true. And so that Beckett character that you're talking about, he was self serving. Yeah unrepentantly self-serving and at least the way the movie ends it looks like the girlfriend is the same way Mm -hmm. yeah now she has masters over her if she's gonna stay in the organization that she's in but her motivation seems to be completely self-serving and then uh, one other thought that I had was that it's not just the Han backstory, but you almost get more of an empire backstory and a rebellion backstory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, kinda. And I wound up thinking during the movie that it's it's unfortunate, it's sad that the the good guys were named the Rebellion right from the beginning because Rush Duty points out that rebellions are generally always ungodly and they're using the rhetoric of liberation for the sake of simply overturning the order that exists and placing themselves as the new order mm-hmm. and, and that's why things like the french revolution became such a nightmare and so bloody and, and just wicked and antichrist really is you know, they were more than a resistance movement. They mm-hmm. were a they were a legitimate philosophical rebellion, yeah. and it and it was horrible. And and meanwhile, the American so-called revolution was really more a resistance, uh, really more a defense action. And uh, and I, as I was sitting there watching the end of Solo, I was thinking kind of sad that we have to call the good guys the rebellion here because this is making plain that they're acting in pure self-defense and this is a resistance movement this isn't this isn't the french against the french or french atheists against medieval catholicism that's not what this is this is more like the french resisting the nazi invasion Mm. you know it well, That's not a rebellion when you're fighting to preserve that which was yours from right. encroachers.
4: Yeah, that first group is the rebellion. And then I think the second one that we're in with, it's resistance with the Last Jedi and stuff like that is the Resistance is what they're called.
1: Oh, they changed the name to yeah, Resistance? Yeah, because it's a
4: different movement now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, all right. Scratch all that. No, <laughs>
4: <laughs> still good stuff. But yeah. I just, just wanted to say <laughs> that, that that's something that's that's a uh, reference.
1: Well, there is a difference, is all I'm saying. The rebellion yeah. generally wants to just overturn the status quo and become the new status quo, and the resistance is hoping to preserve the good that's being overrun.
4: Yeah, which I think fits the.
1: That's really the what the Rebellion was. Yeah, right. was
4: getting rid of Palpatine to put a new order in, and now this this the First Order came up, and now they're resisting the First Order, trying to keep them from kind of changing things. But I don't know how much they actually changed before the First Order showed up. <laughs> right, right. It's within a generation, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. <laughs> what did you do? Not too much. Got stabbed by a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, it's crazy what will happen in life
1: well anything else on this worldview wise
4: um yes I I thought Chewie was kind of fun
2: oh trying to get back to his
4: Yeah, that he he was looking for his people and stuff like that. And he did, he found some Wookiees. Oh, yeah,
2: that's something that I remember, too. Because when Han was, like, introducing Chewie to those guys all around that fireplace, and he was, like, having to translate him speaking Wookiee about how he wasn't sure if he he said he was trying to get back to his family or if he was trying to get back to his tribe. And and the guy was like, well, what's the the difference between those things? Like, aren't those the same? And Han was like, oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so. And that kinda got me thinking too, because like throughout the movie Han's ca- sort of attached himself to these people, but that's not his family, this is like his tribe. But then it wasn't even really his tribe because they you yeah. know betrayed him. So I don't know, that that's really leads solo. nowhere to me. <laughs> like well, that right? doesn't have a point. But no, like But it's, it, 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 it's it just has an observation. A point.
4: It kinda has a point. Like if you wanna go if you wanna go bigger with it, that the whole thing of it is that Han is Alone. That's why they call him Solo. That's what he changed his name to from Han to Han Solo. Haters. Um, but that he is alone. In that, you know, maybe he thinks he's found something with this girl. And then she lets him down. And then he thinks he's found something with... You know why she lets him down? Because she's a human. Ah. Yes. Good job. <laughs> evil. You got your my, one good sentence. <laughs> good. That's my two cents. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> the robbers
3: she
5: helped him out. Well, said I didn't human. say she was evil. I said she was human. So of course yeah. she was gonna let him down.
4: Of course.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, well, that he there's keeps high
1: fives flying. <laughs>
4: that he keeps trying to find that tribe or that family, and he never does. <laughs> right. And then at the end, he has Chewie.
1: <laughs> right.
4: You know, and saw, and we know that eventually he'll have the Skywalker's. Yeah. Until <laughs> until he gets until, stabbed with a Until it doesn't. I saw this thing, and I thought it was really funny. It's kind of related, because it's about Chewie, but, you know, that they say he's 150 years old. 196. 100 and something like that. Yeah. You know, he's up there. Crazy so, numbers. Uh, <laughs> that Chewbacca has literally lived long enough to see the entire Skywalker family ruin the universe. <laughs> you know it's true three different generations <laughs> of skywalkers just screwing stuff up
3: well you know
2: man they were supposed to bring balance to the force I don't know, ah, I don't know. they were supposed to destroy the Sith <laughs> I
3: join them <laughs> you were
1: my brother <laughs> uh,
3: so we well, do have some <laughs> things with friendship there and what he thought was a real friendship with a girl yeah and then what turns it to be a real friendship with Chewbacca.
4: Yeah, and then Chewie saves his people and stuff like that. And they're like, okay, let's go. And he's like, no, man, I got to stay with this weird hairless guy. You know? <laughs> and then they, they do. They stay together they stay the
2: for long time. a really long time. <laughs> You're crazy. What did you, know? you say,
4: Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> this, this young version <laughs> of <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what should have <laughs> happened in another movie. No. <laughs> Someone didn't hold on like Chewy. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Reagan,
2: just remember, near, far, wherever you are. No, so <laughs> you are
5: ah, finally, the one reference I get this whole podcast. <laughs> you made me angry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I think we should close this up. Close up the old podcast bag.
3: <laughs> go see this movie because it's really,
2: it's really a good movie. It's fun. It's, it's a fun time. It's a good movie. A
1: Until next time, y'all go out and dominionize. Amen. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.